Welcome to the Pro AV Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're talking about reimagining the presentation for better collaboration. And here to give us some insight on this is Hannah Grapp, Vice President of Marketing for PRISM. So Hannah, how are you doing today? I'm great. Thanks, Shelby. Well, fantastic. Thank you for joining me. I um, So what I'm excited to, to talk about is basically a better way to do these presentations that for, you know, admitted a lot of companies are using very outdated presentation software and hardware, and, and they're just not using the technology that's really available out there, right? Absolutely. So let's let's talk about the bad before we talk about the good. So what are some of the problems that you see out there, um, some of the biggest challenges in outdated presentation techniques and technology, and how is that hindering companies? Yeah, well, I think one of the biggest challenges is that companies have gotten stuck in this PowerPoint um, world where everything is about creating that final PowerPoint presentation and making sure everything looks great um, in that final deck. But I think we've we've really put the content at a disservice um, and the actual information that needs to be portrayed because of you know focusing so much on that that final asset, that final deck, instead of you know what information do we actually need to communicate? Is a PowerPoint slide the best way to actually deliver that information? Or is it better to showcase that content in its native form, whether that's imagery or videos or spreadsheets, whatever that is, you know, can we orchestrate a better content experience, a better content information journey by allowing the content to retain its native form rather than to be distilled down to a handful of slides? Well, and, and you, know, you mentioned those infamous PowerPoint presentations, and we've all sat through those, those meetings where they've got their PowerPoint presentation and then, you know, oh, I've got a video. Nope, I can't get that to play. Exactly. It's best case scenario, it'll work, but it's also a very linear presentation. Um, in, and that's not how people retain information. You know, be able to showcase you know, different content and, and go seamlessly into other types of assets helps people retain information because you have that visual component in addition to the information being presented. Well, that's a good point that people take in information certainly very differently. Uh, Some people, you know, want to see the the words on, on, um, you know, paper, so to speak. Uh, Others want to hear it. Others want to dive right into it and kind of experience it. So how can this technology, I mean, how can can better presentation techniques and better presentation technology uh, really reinforce this message even better for listeners and audiences and business people? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really breaking that mold, breaking that paradigm that it it doesn't have to stay at that that PowerPoint status quo. And we give PowerPoint a hard time, but you know that's really what it boils down to in so many cases. So it's an it's an easy target. But when companies are engaging with customers, they're engaging with their employees. Um, you know, we're, we try to encourage people to think outside the box, think about the information, the message that you actually want to communicate, and what content can play that supporting role in helping to deliver that message. Um, so where Prism comes in and helping a lot of these companies is it, by opening up that platform and not forcing them into a specific application. If they need to showcase dashboard information, if they want to showcase, you know, start with an agenda and, and pull in different types of content, we give them the freedom to pull in the relevant information, but all into one unified content experience. So you can easily go from the agenda and 
pull up in that same interface dashboards or supporting content or videos so that people have a, you know, a better point of reference and, and a better just visual experience and it becomes much more immersive and much more engaging. So it's, but it really starts with getting people to think differently that PowerPoint is not the end-all be-all or that, that linear presentation isn't the end-all be-all. Think more about what content you need to, to support that journey. It sounds like leading with the content. Um, so basically, instead of fitting the presentation into what program you know and can and convey that message, it's taking the content first and saying, okay, w- then how can we best display this? Exactly. And I think you, you end up with a much more better outcome, a much, an outcome that's focused on the, the end user and what they actually need to learn. Um, I, I used to manage a creative team in a previous life and they our mandate was that the content drives the creative. We're not going to create these standard templates that everything has to fit in so it looks looks identical. But instead, we're going to lo- take the content and build that that content experience and that journey through that document or other asset based on the information, not a dictated template. And I think just it's thinking differently about how that information needs to be delivered that, you know, you know we, we hope more companies you know, start to look at and, and not just go with, uh, like, again, like I said, the status quo. That's an important point you made there about how content drives the creative because again, thinking linearly, we do get stuck in. Well, this is the this is the format we know, so let's let's just you know throw it together in in that. But you're saying there's a lot more possible. So let's talk about what is possible. Certainly, it um, those presentations um, can be a more interactive experience. I guess describe um, describe a presentation that is absolutely working and using. Prism technology and and being able to use those collaboration tools to their best. Yeah, so we have a couple of examples. Um, we have one customer that we've been working really closely with recently, Standard Process, that uses our technology and displays in their learning center that they've they've recently opened and launched. Um, and you know, so they're educating practitioners on different ways of of treating patients using holistic methods, and with a, you know just a different presentation style. You know, they start off bringing in you know d- different websites that are related to health. Um, you know, so CNN.com, their their health site, um, different TED talks around health and you know, holistic approaches to medicine. Um, but they start by bringing all of this on the big screen. So it's a bit of information overload, but you start, it immediately gets attendees' attention that th- there's the, this is going to be a different experience than what they've had at other learning sessions and, and where they've gotten continuing education credits. Um, and then they're able to seamlessly dive into videos that showcase how their farming methodologies and how they, uh, you know, process things differently than, than competitors and, you know, I guess, the, the drug industry. Um, and then then go into a three, an, an active 3D model of the body to show the interaction between you know the, these you know, you know, drugs versus holistic supplements and the impact that has on different parts of the body. So it creates a very engaging experience for those practitioners that have come for this this learning experience, and they've seen a significant uptick in the the sign up rate. Um, for additional classes. So that, I mean, that's one example. We have other customers in the professional services space that use the, the 
you know, this different way of presenting. It's not just about the presentation, but also that continued journey that somebody would take with a customer. So they would use the you know, visual collaboration software as a part of the kickoff meeting. So brainstorming, you know, or doing that information gathering, that discovery session begin with. And then as that engagement progresses, they're able to you know, put in different milestone documents, um, you know, just different things that, that relate to that engagement, the project that they're working on. But everything stays in that one workspace, that one project. So you can see the evolution, can always go back to the beginning. But then the, the great thing is that when it's time to do that final presentation to the executive team or the, you know, the, the CEO of the company that they're working with, all the the background information is there, and then they can, so they can pull that up and reference back to different decision points um, as part of that overall presentation. So you have that really the ability to do that high level presentation, but seamlessly dive into the details. And that ability to flex really you know on a dime helps to it just makes the the final presentation, all that much more credible. So it's easier to move forward. And that particular company attributes um, a, you know, a lot more revenue coming in because of this different approach that they've taken with uh, kind of the, the ongoing project management to that final presentation. Well, that, that example really helps illustrate it very well because you know, in, in my previous company, we would have all sorts of different presentation tools that we would put together reports. But, you know, one, they don't talk to each other. And two, once that first uh, report or meeting or kickoff or whatever the case it was, uh, that would stay stagnant uh, because that wouldn't get updated until, you know, it had to be the next time or if it got back to being updated at all. So it sounds like having all of this in one platform is, is really the game changer. Absolutely. And it's much more, a much more organic process. It, it doesn't rely on somebody taking really solid notes and making sure that they email them after a meeting or after a presentation, because everything that can happen in you know, these, these live workspaces, these live meeting spaces, uh, and it stays there continuously. So it's, it's not about information getting trapped in email, but again, moving to that final presentation, either that's, or that those interim presentations, those check-in points, everything you know, stays in the project, in that meeting space. Right. How do you safeguard against too much information? That's a challenge. And we do work with all of our customers to figure out what the right balance is. Um, we, we have passed very strict security requirements working with uh, Fortune 500 companies. But you know, again, a lot of that's the business process that those companies implement. And we do have additional features within our platform where you know, somebody can share their laptop, um, you know, and, and, but the information goes away as soon as they leave the meeting. So there, there are different ways that, that companies can set things up to make sure that the right people have the right access to the information that they need. So for the person that is uh, the decision maker, the person that's working with all of this information or content, um, how what kind of safeguards are there to make sure that they don't feel overwhelmed by all of this information all in one place? Yeah, that's a great question. And the way that we've set up our, our platform is um, a project with multiple workspaces within that project. So if, if it's an ongoing project, for example, you probably have the initial meeting, initial kickoff that has all that discovery information in it. As the project progresses, you can set up additional workspaces for those different checkpoints or the different phases of the project. So you can always go back at any time to earlier workspaces 
is. But in that final presentation or that final workspace where somebody has to make a decision, you can keep that very clean with just the relevant information. But again, the ability to go back really easily if needed, if, if those questions Absolutely. do come up. So as a, a thought leader in the industry, then, I mean, what emerging trends have you witnessed within within the industry and other industries over the past year? So I think the really interesting thing that's happened just in the last probably six to eight months um, is a, a more of a sense of urgency around creating better experiences. Um, there is everything when we were talking to customers and prospects and partners, it would, you know, things were, projects were a bit further out. It was, yes, you know, we're going to look at customer experience or we're going to look at employee experience. And we've, we're recently at a large event that with a lot of folks in the industry and that focus on the employee experience and the customer experience, you know, they're, they're now real projects that are funded and people are actually shopping for different solutions. So I think that's been a really interesting shift that's happened recently. Um, it, you know, try, people trying to think differently and looking for the tools that can help them do that because executives have seen some of these other solutions out there and are now mandating that, that, you know, their integrators, their designers start to, to think differently. Um, you know, collaboration is a crowded space. You know, there's a lot happening with collaborations. So I think it's, you know, having, encouraging companies to look at you know, what their actual needs are. Is it around the connection piece or is it around, do we need that additional visual collaboration layer to help people work differently and make faster decisions? So I think it's just looking at what those requirements are to help companies move forward with the right solution because it is a crowded and can be a confusing space. Absolutely. So what uh, products or projects is uh, PRISM working on that, of course, that you can talk about that uh, are, uh, that we're going to see soon in the future? Within PRISM, we have a couple of different tracks that we're, we're pursuing. On the LPD side, we're continuing to evolve that technology, make that even better, increase things like the contrast ratio, the fill factor, um, and it, you know, make sure that it's applicable for more and more industries. And on the software side, that visual collaboration side, that certainly is a, a key with companies deploying those large displays and experience centers and, and conference rooms, um, we're really working to to meet people where they're already working. For example, you know, launching the, the a Windows desktop app, an Outlook add-in, so that people can really easily add those Prism projects, those Prism workspaces, into those existing communication flows um, and those existing meeting flows, just to, to make it that much easier to to use this advanced collaboration and and ideation technology. Is there often a challenge with companies' legacy software or even proprietary software in in talking to the visual collaboration software? So one of the great things about the Prism platform is that it is very open. We have out-of-the-box integrations with things like Skype and Cisco for that connection piece, but with the Prism platform, you can have competing technologies side by side or those legacy applications. It's not about integrating everything into, you know, a one connection technology, but you can have those legacy applications live within a Prism workspace. Um, you know, one really neat thing is that a company can have, if one team is running Google and another is running Microsoft, you can have those products side by side. So we have one company that they have one team that does everything in Adobe, um, another team that does, and, and Google, and then another that uses Microsoft. They're kind of their business 
ops team uses Microsoft for one project, they can bring all that content together. So it's you know very open and really makes it easier for those cross-department, cross-functional teams to work together on a single project. And it's not just you know passing a projector cord from one team or team member to the next to share that content. It's all visible at the same time. You mentioned the LPD uh, technology. Um, so where is where are companies um, at right now in adopting the 6K? And then what do you see around the corner? Yeah, so we're seeing tremendous reception for this new product. Um, the biggest difference for us is the fact that it doesn't have bezels. Um, we, when we were at this at the Infocom this year, we heard a lot of complaints about the bezels that are introduced with an LCD solution. You know, uh, CEOs and CIOs complaining about their content being in the crosshairs all the time because of the if it was a two by two LCD. So you know, that's one you know, key differentiator. We're seeing a lot of interest just in that bezel free nature of it. But also the high resolution that has the, that uh, interactivity built in it makes it a lot more applicable for different spaces. A lot of video wall solutions don't have that touch capability or it's an afterthought um, and, and added on. So I think those are two areas where we're getting a lot of interest um, and, you know, and, and a lot of opportunities coming in with companies upgrading experience centers. But it's also going down to that next level of, of space where it's the... You know, the boardroom has always been a, a key um, deployment area for Prism, but now going into the CEO and the CIO office because they need to work with teams that are you know, in different places or they need the ability to have you know, a better collaboration, better working experience in their dedicated space. Well, that's a great point because, you know, this, this technology, this collaboration tools, they're, they're not just used for sales. They're used, you know, as an active collaboration place and peace and a tool, really. Absolutely. Well, as we start to wrap up, Hannah, thank you so much for joining me. You're welcome, Shelby. This has been fun. And I want to thank everyone for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and creative video from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and we'll catch you next time.